if you're going to take the risk of running advertising online, shouldn't you get the benefits of learning from someone who's in the platforms every second of the day? Welcome to BidPixel.com's Marketing Ear Biscuits, the original podcast dedicated to digital advertising run by two Aussie guys who ride around in kangaroo pouches and drink Fosters and 4X beer. Hey, Josh. Hey, Dave. How you doing? Good, mate. Uh, nice Friday morning here on the Gold Coast. We've both been at it nice and early, so we thought we'd get this out. There was a bit of a, uh, a news article that came out this morning of a traditional bricks and media store, uh, what, operating since 1853, going out of business, it's a long time. right? So, let's have a chat about like the, the, the big stakes and the huge urgency for traditional businesses now that we're in a digital world. Mm. Mate, uh, do you want to just give us a recap on Dimmies, always a bargain, what they are and what's happened? Sure. So, Dimmies, I think they've got about 31 or so stores across Australia and they've been around for, I think it's 166 years is what it works out to be. But they, uh, yeah, I think they've just announced this morning that they've gone into or they're, they're closing down all of their stores um, you'll just have to yeah check the article exactly what uh, what's going on, but yeah they've they've decided to to close down. They're having all their all their sales. They're clearing all their stock, and it's just real interesting to see that they look. They do have an online store, and they are selling online, but it's a very un unoptimized experience. And um, I think the most of the stuff they're selling is people just walking into the stores and they are a discount store so they're going to have a lot of you know low uh, low prices low margins um, and I it looks like you know in this day and age it's just uh, just killing and slowly choking these type of businesses I guess the big thing is um, customers are shopping for convenience these days and while there still may be the traditional customers who want to go down Main Street to the local town and purchase their discount toilet rolls, um, there's a convenience and there's that instant gratification of purchasing online and you don't even have to get out of, you know, you can buy your toilet rolls online now sitting mm. on the toilet, literally, right? Yeah. Like you don't even have to move. Like I remember about, what was it, five years ago when all these fridges were coming out with TVs mounted into them that you yeah. can do your ordering. Like that was cutting edge technology. Now you just pick up your phone and order your, your groceries and it turns up at your door. That's it. Um, so the pain point here. Massively old business, 56 stores or something that they're shutting down or 30 stores that they're shutting down Australia-wide. Um, what's their pain point? So, pain point number one was customers are now doing business for con with convenience, right? They want to mm -hmm. shop online or they want to go to their Woolworths or their Audi or their Costco and just get everything in one shop, right? Um, what's one of the strategies that you've seen stores like doing, doing over the years um, – well, I'll tell you what the strategy was that you told me, discounting to get foot traffic, right? How's, mm -hmm. how's that a bad business model? Well, look, I guess uh, as you've seen the, um, well, as you mentioned, a lot of retail businesses are just seeing less and less people come and visit their stores and, and actually purchase. So what they are doing is to entice people to come to their stores apart from a competitor and, and instead of just staying at home is having this discount. But if you look at the business, you know, the, the actual financial business model of those businesses, as soon as you touch, you know, give a 10% discount, it's not coming out of, you know, some some money that ma magically appears. It's actually coming straight out of a, pro a profit margin. So working out um, 
you know, even these Black Friday sales, which is literally like the end of this week, right? There's a lot of massive discounts and a lot of businesses are reliant on the uh, quantity of sales that, that they'll make to actually, you know, make enough money um, rather than the, the profit margins that they make on individual items. Yeah, right. So we do online discounting. We hate doing it, but we'll do online discounting for like Black Black Friday, Cyber Monday, sure. because it's a top of funnel strategy to delight new customers into a brand and then get them to come back and purchase full price. How does a brick and mortar store that's drastically discounting just to get someone in the doors, mm. how do they follow up with a strategy like we do these days to get them back for something full price? They Definitely. don't. And, and, and one thing that you will see is a lot of these bricks and mortar businesses and restaurants are notorious for it as well, is they just, they don't collect customer data and they don't do follow up and they don't do remarketing. All these things that when we have a look at what is progressing with the, with the Amazons of the world and the online businesses and being able to sell online, there's so much more brand awareness and retargeting and being able to put the right products in front of the right people and it's just something that these these bricks and mortar businesses they, they they're not even looking to take advantage of it they're just trying to do business the way they they always are maybe trying to optimize their processes but not understanding that there is this fundamental shift that has happened with the introduction of the internet and as people are creating more and more apps and platforms and you know making our lives as consumers easier they're the ones that are actually you know slowly being choked to death like a perfect example, bless their hearts, my own parents, uh, they had an art supplies business in Toowoomba, so largest regional inland town, uh, largest inland city in Australia apart from Canberra, right? Big town. Mm-hmm. They had this bricks and mortar art supplies business with thousands of SKUs and stock and my brother and I convinced them for years, like, let's just get you online. Like, you could semi-retire, work from home, drop ship this products from the store and make a bucket load of cash yeah but they resisted because they didn't know what to do and they didn't understand the technology and ultimately that business will suffer because all of those products that they sell in that store they have since sold it by the way all of those products that they used to sell in those stores the actual distributor or manufacturer of those products now sells them directly online on their own e-com stores right. and is building up a name and the consumers are going direct to source mm-hmm. and cutting out the bricks and mortar stores like what my parents used to have so the other big thing about stores like this, so Dimmies, like I, I doubt they were they were in like major major CBD centres anymore. But even the regional centres that they were in, they physically have to have a lease on the main street with the doors open out the front, which is premium land, right? What happens when a bricks and mortar store like this decides that they want to go online? The first thing they do is shut down the expensive square meterage and mm-hmm. go out to the back blogs and start up a fulfilment store or a fulfilment centre, which is dirt cheap. Yeah everything's in shelving on rows and it takes a few people to pick the orders. It probably takes less people to to pick the orders in a fulfillment warehouse than it would to man a retail store. For sure. And, and And the other side of that is instead of just one store sitting there waiting for people to walk by... Uh, all being contained to your local area. As soon as you go online, you've got all of Australia or if not all of the world, you know, right at your fingertips and you're, you're able to just get in front of people. So it, it, it expands your potential by just so significantly much. Yeah, that's right. So one of the other things that Dimmies in particular didn't do is we kind of had a look around their website. They've got an online store, right? They use WooCommerce and WordPress that, you know, there's products on their online store that you would just purchase from Amazon or eBay or Gumtree or Woolworths. Mm-hmm. 
they're not helping themselves and there's no digital marketing strategy there whatsoever. So they don't even have a Facebook pixel installed on their website, which means there's no smarts about what they're doing, right? Like what's for the, the traditional bricks and mortar businesses, owner, owners out there, what are the benefits of just having this free Facebook pixel on their website? Um, so I guess if you have a look at the social media revolution that has happened over the last 10 years, I think it was about 2007 or so when Facebook was kind of initially coming out. So what it's been about 12 years now and you have a look at even people, if you stop at traffic lights and you look at the person next to you, they're probably not looking at the traffic lights, they're probably looking at Facebook on their phone. Like that's actually the reality of the world that we live in. So that's where the attention is. That's where you should be as well as a business trying to sell your products. So just having uh, even a Facebook pixel on your website, that allows you to kind of capture some information about the people that are already interested in your, in your product so that you can do different things like send particular advertisements to them or offers or you know promotions and that type of thing. So, um, and, and it's all, all to their device. It's, it's not a big poster that, you know, these guys at Dimmies had put all their posters up in their window, you know, get magazines that are now, you know, going very much out of fashion. And I know magazines used to be a big thing. Even people like Harvey Norman, like they, you have a look at all their advertisements and things from 10 years ago, magazines was where it's at. And they had their, their new technology magazine. Everyone loved it. But now, because of the internet, that has just diminished. That there, there, there is no magazine anymore. 100% right. So those that don't understand what that Facebook pixel is, it's just a little bit of tracking code that goes on your website and it can start building information and you've got the little tracking code on your website but I would say like 60-70% of the world's websites now have this same tracking code and so Facebook starts learning what content they're interacting with and it knows based on their Facebook profiles and everything what the age they are, what their location is, what their interest and behaviours are. Uh, there's 273,000 behaviour and touch points that you can build a persona on. So mm. you can ultimately share that resource and share that information and then make some really informed decisions about who you're going to advertise in front of. And like it costs nothing to put it on your website yeah. and it's an extremely valuable resource that everyone should be doing. Um, oh man, I could preach about that all day, yeah. right? You've just got to do <laughs> it's it. It's just free. Like it, it's free and, and not only are you just gathering your own marketing information, but as you said, Facebook is on so many different websites and if you are a big, you know, high-end uh, e-com store you are going to have a Facebook pixel like there there is no other option because that just is the you know one of the highest return of investment um, marketing channels that, that you can use so the reality is if you start uh, you know if you put a pixel on your site you're actually starting to gather information along with all the other information that Facebook has on all these stores so you're, you're, you're benefiting from you know this massive database it's kind of like um now going to the library and going through the books instead of using the you know using your phone on the internet it's so much easier to, to get that information my wife loves the library yeah oh no there's nothing against libraries <laughs> it's great but it's just faster and more convenient and works so um let's talk about the top five elements for a brilliant marketing and sales narrative so What's the big relevant change? What's the high stakes and what's the urgency for anyone who's not adopting this to do? And I think we've pretty much covered it, but what's the synopsis? What's the uh, the big stake and the huge urgency right now? So I guess the, the, big, the big issue is businesses aren't evolving and they're not actually looking at how the world in this information age that we've been in in the last kind of 10, 20 years has just revolutionized how many different things 
just in life in general that, that, that we do. And one of them is where our attention is, um, that we are, you know, a, a, a generation now of wanting stuff in demand and going to bricks and mortar stores is a very slow way of, of doing things nowadays. So actually transitioning to online will, uh, I, I guess it'll, it'll cut down prices, it'll cut down uh, the amount of time that you uh, spend looking for the items that you like. Um, you have more uh, time to look at different brands and actually have comparisons. You know, there's, I could go on. There's, there's heaps of different things. Cool. So the next of the five elements would be there's going to be winners and losers. Winners and losers. Clearly, you yeah. can see one of the losers here. They haven't adopted to change. They haven't decided to be agile enough to even be online. Um their website in the About Us even says, we know we are an old school business. I'm like, cool, you've recognized what you are, but you haven't made a change to be what you need to be, right? So, mm-hmm. there are going to be winners and losers. Uh, my advice is don't be the loser, be proactive and become a winner in this situation, right? Mm-hmm. So, the the next thing in the five elements to brilliant narrative and sales and marketing is that you've got to... Um, You've got to show that there is an outcome and there is something to be achieved from that. And look, there's so many case studies online now. Like, you don't even need to talk specifics. Like, there's businesses online absolutely crushing it. We're taking mum mm. and dad businesses in garages to $3 million a year in sales. And yeah. they run their business out of a garage, right? These guys are going out of business with 30 stores when we've got businesses doing $3 million out of a garage. Um there's a promised land there that's so easy for people to achieve. It's just a mindset change for these older businesses. Mm. Um, the next thing in the five elements would be, um, you know, what is the the magic gift? What's the magic feature and the positioning that's going to get these guys there? And it's just having a chat to someone who knows what they're doing, right? Like simplifying the process down and you don't have to take on the world with your online advertising and your marketing. You just mm-hmm. have to realize that it's the cents on the dollar you're going to get to play in a space that everyone's already in. Um, I, I guess the, the last thing there, the fifth thing is like, what's the evidence to make this story come true? And I kind of just answered that with the last one is, you know, there are t- millions of businesses. There's now um, 1 million active Shopify stores online at this mm-hmm. point in time. There's 1 million stores and, transacting. And how old is Shopify? They're only like about- A couple of years old. Yeah. Like 1 million online stores <laughs> using just Shopify's platform, let alone WooCommerce, which these guys are on, BigCommerce, Kartra, all these other ones. Like there's 1 million Shopify stores transacting. There's 60 million Facebook business pages currently on Facebook's platform. Mm-hmm. 60 million businesses trying to vie for a little piece of this advertising pie. I see these guys have a Facebook page. What are they doing to monetize that Facebook page and mm-hmm. how are they using that and interacting with that? And let's have a look at the um, the you know richest people in the world. If you have a look at China, it's Jack Ma, who's the CEO of Alibaba. That is, a, I guess, a kind of a B2B e-commerce platform. That's literally what it is. It is an e-commerce platform. Mm. You go to America, you, you have a look at the behemoth of, of Amazon, and that has just, you know, taken the world by storm, um, not just in the US, but, but you know, worldwide. And they are, I think they're, I don't think they're the, the biggest company in the US, but they're definitely one of the biggest. And Jeff Bezos. In this space, is, right? is Yeah, is the richest, richest person in the world, right? So, 
there's something there that works and we can see that fundamental shift that those are the people with the money and the success now compared to what it was 20 years ago there is a very big fundamental shift and yeah we need to keep our eye on on how that progresses i guess and that fundamental shift is like maybe it took two decades to get to where we are now from traditional to what we are now but mm-hmm. sadly that's getting faster and faster and faster right 100 and what that transition of two decades, like it's going to be very soon that we're talking like minutes and hours and days to make a major shift in e-commerce and online. Um, you know, augmented reality is coming into play. It's not really mainstream, but there's going to be a time where you literally augment reality a new chair into your lounge room and then click purchase and it turns up the next day. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to be turns up in a month. It's not going to be turns up when they build it. It will turn up the next day. Yeah. Um, you know, Amazon's one click, they're almost some, same day for a lot of products in the US. Well, let's look at the other tech companies. So you have a look at Uber, which is a classic example. Like they have put a big dent into the taxi industry and it is an e-commerce platform. Essentially, you are, you are purchasing a service online uh, on your phone. You There's a, a transaction. At, yeah. Have a look at Airbnb. Exactly the same thing with hotels. You know, hotels are now struggling. Um, and and that's it's all about the consumer getting something cheaper, getting something faster, getting something nicer. And even for the for the for the owners of the cars in Uber or the owners of the houses, they're making a profit. Like, what what is the what is the what is the next innovation that can happen? But I guess the the whole point of this is just looking. All these platforms are using e-commerce to. Uh, to grow their businesses and and the boundaries again with uber i think it started in in the us and expanded to the uk expanded to australia and it's totally worldwide now so there's there's no limits okay so there's some definite lessons to learn in this every industry is getting disrupted by some sort some form of technology every industry is going to have sections of that industry that like dimmies just curl up and die Mm -hmm. to be to be blunt but how can you prevent that from happening? So one of the big stats that we use in our sales pitches is in the last 15 years, 52% of Fortune 500 companies have gone out of business. Mm-hmm. Like Fortune 500 companies are the biggest companies in the USA. Yeah. And in the last 15 years, more than half of them have gone out of business because they haven't adopted to this exact strategy that we're talking about now. Mm-hmm. Uh You've got to get someone on your side. You've got to get someone on your team. You've got to have an advisor that can help you through this transition. Um, one of the phrases that I was talking about with a, uh, a good friend, Dominic, this morning is you know, we want to – we love identifying and helping small brands that want to be big, right? So we love taking backyard mum and dad businesses to $3 million a year in revenue. But there's massive shift that we're moving now into is we want to help big brands be small, and how can they reverse engineer what all these up-and-coming e-commerce stores are doing and apply it to their big business and mm-hmm. their big industry and become the consumer's best friend again and become the consumer what the consumer needs to stay in business. So, yeah. there you have it. That's the new phrase. Small that wants to be big and big that wants to be small. Mm-hmm. I think there was a rapper that was named something like that, wasn't there? <laughs> there is. Biggie Smalls and <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, Big and Little Dogs, a fantastic client of ours. You've got to go see them. Um, all right, mate. That's it. That's um, that's this episode. Let's wrap it up. Um, if you're a big business that's struggling, go find some help. There's mm-hmm. uh, no shortage of social media agencies out there trying to help people like you right now. Mm-hmm. Just do your research on them, please. Yeah. Awesome. Guys, as always, like, comment, subscribe, share, all that jazz. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, we'd love it if you could ask a tough question in the comments below. Likewise, if you're watching this on Facebook, leave us a comment below and we'll answer it in an episode coming up shortly. 
Uh, if you're listening to this on a podcast, please subscribe. Uh, we're pr- trying to put out the best content that we can to educate and inform you through your marketing and advertising decisions. Guys, bless you all. Have a fantastic weekend if you're listening to this before the weekend and we'll t- chat to you shortly. Cool. Thanks, Josh. No worries. <laughs>